0: Well, everybody, happy to be here today. Yeah. Boy, I'm glad to be here. I like being wherever God wants me. I was gonna say, I like being in Missouri. I like being in Florida too. So, I like being both places. The Lord's moving, and it's been good. I got to be there last Sunday, and this Sunday, Mrs. Moore was down there, and Brother Moore's out preaching, and I'm preaching, and the word's going out. Amen. Yeah. God's good, and it ain't like there ain't, there ain't no sitting around around here. Brother Moore likes moving that word. Amen? He's right. It's a good thing. And there will be some good Word going out today in lots of places. Amen? Yeah. Well, let's look at the Word today and uh, open your Bibles, Proverbs 3, and we're going to look, of course, at love. Right? Everything we look at, we want to look at through love. We may, not, we may not look just at love, but we're going to look at it through love. Because every good thing, everything that God is, is produced through Him, and it's that He is love. Right, and everything that we should do, our foundation should be love. Right, our motivation should be love. Amen. Amen. Right, it's like we were just talking about in in the offering. When your motivation is right, your seed endures forever. Right, the gift is has everlasting value, and love is what gives our gift purpose, and it was what gives our gift value. And everything we do as a Christian, love is what gives us value. Right? It doesn't matter what else you do, love is what gives it value. Right? You don't want people doing stuff for you just to be doing it for you. Why? It doesn't hold any value. Right? It's value is in from the giver. The giver loves you, the value's there. The giver don't care. It ain't really a gift. Most of the time it's a trade. Right? Somebody doesn't love you, they're just trying they're either trying to manipulate you to do what they want to do, right? If I give you this, will you do that? Well you ain't really giving it to me, are you? You're trading it, aren't you? What if I say no? Are you still gonna give it to me? <laughs> no. <laughs> right? Or it's a it is a you know, literally a trade. It's like, you know, so many people are trading with God. If I give my tithe, I can have this. If you give your tithe because you love the Lord, you'll have so much more than what your mind can conceive. Because your gift has eternal value. Amen? And that's what we want to talk about in every every way, everything we do. We want to be more like God. And God operates through love. So we will have to operate through love to be more like Him. Amen? Amen? Proverbs 3, in verse 3, says, Let not mercy and truth forsake you, Bind them around your neck. How important is God saying that is? huh? He's saying, make it a necklace and wear it every day. Right? That's pretty important. He's saying, let not mercy or truth forsake you. Bind it around your neck. And then He goes a step further. I don't just want it around your neck where other people can see it visually. I want it in your heart where every action identifies you with it. He says, write it on the table of your heart. Why? Because when you put it on the table of your heart, around your neck, people see it. But around in your heart, they see its action. Amen? You can show somebody your cross that you wear every day, but you can act like a Christian. Right? Yeah. Uh, we got lots of cross wearers. Do we got people that are kind and gentle? Amen? Look at this verse in the Amplified. It says, Let not mercy... And kindness. How many know? You'll very, not very often. You'll find mercy without kindness. Anybody ever seen mercy without kindness? There's no such thing. There's no such thing. You know, if you say, "Oh, just go ahead and take it," yeah, you know, well, they, you let them have it, but it wasn't very kind. I don't think they feel your mercy right now, right? Or if you say, "Oh, I forgive you, get out of my sight," I, I don't, I don't feel much love right now, and mercy is translated love. You cannot take mercy and take love out of it because it is love. And he's saying kindness goes with mercy. God said in one of the Psalms, He said, said, because of my great kindness, I'll have mercy on you. In other words, His kindness is why He has mercy on you. So kindness is a true act of love to give love. Did you ever notice everything God does is out of love, for love, through love, to love, and about love? Right? But then the actions, these are the actions of love. And so kindness is one of the words I want to look at a whole bunch today because it says, let not mercy and kindness, the shutting out of all hatred and selfishness. A kind person is never a selfish person. Can you think about yourself and be kind? Because being kind to yourself is not kind. You know, I feel really good today. I'm going to go out and get me something. You know, I have been so good. Or, or else you go the other way. I've been so bad. I need to do something for me. I, need to be, I just need to be kind to Dave today. You know, I, I, it's been rough, okay? Th- things have been hard. I need a piece of cake. With extra chocolate icing. Yeah, and, and I'm going to just go and do some good things for me today. That's not kind, That's selfish, actually. Right? (laughs) Selfishness only thinks about itself. It can't be kind. And it won't be merciful. Right? So we're not going to be selfish. Right? Because selfishness is hatred. Selfishness, only thinking of yourself, will cause you to do things that will will never affect others. And if you're never going to affect others, you're never going to love somebody. Selfishness takes you away. God has put something in every person, (laughs) right? You're not going somewhere to find out who you are. You're going somewhere to be who you are, right? And God has put something. When you become selfish, you'll never go and be who you are. And when you never go and be who you are, you'll never affect the people that God puts in your path. Selfishness will not allow it. But when we're merciful and kind, we shut that out. And then when we have the truth, the shutting out of deliberate hypocrisy, falsehood, and then it says, these will never, it says don't ever forsake them. Doesn't it? It says hypocrisy. Oh, don't let them forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Don't let them go away from you. Don't let them leave. See what I'm saying? Well, see what God's saying? He's saying keep them. Guard them. That's why He wants them in your heart. That's where you're going to guard them the closest, right? We talked about that last time I preached. You... Put them in your heart. Don't forsake them. Don't let them go. Kindness is something that we are. It's not something that we do. Right? You see these signs in the, in the world today, and they say, they say, commit random acts of kindness. Kindness isn't an act. <laughs> kindness is not an act. In other words, just because somebody gives something does not delegate them in the kindness category. Right? Ooh, they're so kind. Look at their gift. No, they're probably really mean. They just wanted that football stadium named after them. They wanted the press release. Right? If you're giving outside of God, if you're doing something outside of love, it's not kind. Because this is the God kind of kindness. This, this is a whole different kind of con- kindness. It's not an act. It's who we are. I don't have to act kind. I do acts of kindness. Why? Because I'm kind. I don't do things so people will determine me kind. Right? I am kind. Therefore, I do things. Amen. And I mean, if that's if that's what, and see, that's what people people do that to God all the time. Well, if He's such a good and loving God, why is this happening? And why is that happening? And why is this happening? Well, they're saying if He did the, if He was kind, He'd prove it. He is kind. He doesn't have to prove it. He's proven it all His life. And He proved it through Jesus Christ when He died on a cross and went to the pit for us and you and me and everybody and paid the full price. He's proven He's kind. And that's what the, that's what it says in Titus. He said when He showed His great kindness for us through Jesus Christ. Jesus is a vision of God's kindness. Amen? And God is a kind God. And He's a good Father. Amen? He is a kind Father. Oh, a good Father. He doesn't, He don't slap His kids around. No. No, He loves them, instructs them gently and kindly. Everybody says, well, sometimes He's got to be hard. Sometimes you walk away and hard is out there. (laughs) You come to the Father, you will not get hard. Our gifts got to be shown in kindness, right? Our kind, right? Kindness is what we're about, right? And we're doing them in love. God does everything in love. Everything He does is in love. If you look at the qualities of love, that are the qualities of God. Love is patient. Love is kind. Now, what part of that verse do you see mean and hard? Do you, do you, can you find that? Now, can you find a love verse that after it says, but sometimes you must be mean and hard or they won't know really know you love them. Sometimes you do have to let them walk their own way. And God will allow us to walk our own way. He's allowed every one of us to walk our own way. And trust that we'll come back to the good God. Amen? But our gifts find their value in His love. Amen? It doesn't matter what we do if we're kind, if we try to do what the world does and be kind and do our acts of kindness so that people can see that we're kind. Right? That's how you're judged kind. We want to just be kind. Right? We do, that's what gives us value. If you look at First Corinthians thirteen, it says, Though I speak in the tongues of men and angels, it says though, it doesn't say if. In other words, I'm a tongue talker. And I'm going to talk in tongues. And I want you all to hear me talking in tongues. And I'm going to tell you I can talk in tongues with the best of them. I'll say words you never heard and you can't, tra- you can't even interpret because I'm a good talk- tongue talker. But you have not love. You're a sounding brass and a clanging cymbal. What's your gift have without love? Without kindness? In other words, if you speak in tongues without kindness, without gentleness, without patience. Huh? no value. It says if I have the gift of prophecy, I can understand all mysteries and knowledge and I have have all faith and I can remove all mountains and have not love I'm nothing. Why are you nothing? Cuz you won't use it on what God's directing. Love is our director. It's what tells us when, how and who to use on to to do it to. Right? Right? We don't you know a lot of people say, well, I gave it because they needed it. And that's fine to give because someone needs it. That's okay. But did love direct you? Huh? Love or pity? Right? Sometimes love would say, no, don't do that. i got another, I got a different plan. He's not saying I don't have a plan I, or I want them to suffer a little while. They've been bad boys. That's not what he's saying. He might have a different way. You might not be the person he wants to use, right? <laughs> Glory to God. It's hard to say around a group of givers because we just want to do it, don't we? <laughs> Lord, just let me be involved somehow. Glory to God. Number three, in verse three, it says, "And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor." Oh, what a kind person! All their goods—they're so kind. What a kind person. No love, no value. Love is what gives every act of kindness. It gives what every gentle spirit. It it is what motivates them. It is what it is. Kindness is love. And you can't do it outside of love. And so if you try to do it, this is what's going to happen. It's going to have no value. Amen? And so what we want to do is we want to see how the Father does it. We want to look at the Father. We want to look at Jesus. Whenever I want to see how the Father is, I look at Jesus. Or I look at, I look at His actions on the earth. You know, because a lot of people say, Oh, God was so mean and hard in the Old Testament. God couldn't get close to us in the Old Testament. Now He lives in us. And man, He desired through the Old Testament to get close to us. Amen? Here's how God is Luke six thirty-five. It says, but love your enemies. Whew. Can I, can I start with my friends first? You know what? If you can't love your enemies, you won't do any good with your friends, because they'll mess you up. Your friends will do something, and you won't like them tomorrow. Love works every place it's put to work. Love doesn't. Love, love's not a. It, it's not prejudice at all. It just loves. That's what it does. Right. When did God love me? When I was His enemy. The first time He loved you, you were His enemy. So it's a good thing this verse is in the Bible, isn't it? Because the first time He loved every person was when you were His enemy. Right? Yeah. Because you didn't know Him. You were His enemy. And He loved us anyway. And then He says, do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. In other words, give without a preconceived notion of what's supposed to happen afterwards. In other words, you see people all the time do things, and when they don't get the response that they think they ought to get, they're upset. You know, they did something nice, and because that person didn't do three backflips and a cartwheel, they're upset now. I just gave you that. You should be happier than that. Did you give it so that I could be happy, or did you give it because you're kind? Right? That's, that's what he's saying. He's saying, lend to, he's saying give and lend, hoping for nothing again. He's not just saying hope that you get paid back or not. Hope for nothing. Don't even expect them to do the right thing with it. Hope they do, but if they don't, it's not going to change one bit the way you feel. Right? <laughs> Glory to God. And then he says after that, he says, your reward shall be great if you do things this way, and you'll be children of the highest. In other words, he's saying this is what shows you're my kid because you act like me. He said you do things the way I do. And then it says for he's kind to the unthankful. He's saying if you can love enemies and be kind to the unthankful and the evil and good to the evil, then you'll be just like me. How many like being kind to unthankful people? Right? God does it. You know, he, I, I was looking at it. If you look at like Moses and, and the children of Israel, and, and you look at what God did, you know, people look at that as sometimes He was hard. He wasn't even a little bit hard towards them. I mean, the, they didn't ask to get out of bondage. They didn't. They, they whined. They said, it's been 400 years. We've been slaves for 400 years. God, aren't, can't you see us? <laughs> can't you do anything for me? And God got them out of slavery. And then He gets them out of slavery. They go to the Red Sea. They're standing at the Red Sea. Were there no graves in Egypt? Why They didn't ask to get across the Red Sea. They whined. They whined. Well, well did you bring us out here to die instead of in Egypt? Couldn't we just as easy have died there? We had dirt floors and mud huts and, and we got to eat leeks and onions. I'd have been the skinniest man in the world.
1: <laughs>
0: leeks and onions. I don't want I don't even know what a leek is, but I don't want one. And they're whining and they're and God Splits the Red Sea after they whine. He's kind to the unthankful. Guess what? The unthankful aren't always unsaved. Hmm? Unthankful and unsaved are not the same word. Have you ever been? I've been unthankful, so just let me tell you guys rather than have you raise your hand, don't do it. He's kind to the unthankful. So they, he splits the Red Sea. They walk across on dry ground. They don't even get their feet muddy. You know, It's, not, it's, it's like not only am I going to be kind, I'm going to be really kind. I'm going to split the Red Sea, let you through, and your, your shoes aren't even going to get muddy. And then when you get to the other side, I'm killing all your enemies. I'm taking everybody that had ought against you away. So you get to the other side and you are so free. You have never been this free in your whole life. And man, they had a party. They sang their whole songs in there on how great God is and how good Moses is. And man, they... Woo, Moses! Yeah, God! Woo, woo, woo! And then three days later, I'm thirsty. (laughs) Are we not going to have any water? Are we going to die out here in this desert? They didn't ask. Why? They're unthankful. They didn't ask, they whined. There's a big difference. How would you like it if every time your kid came in and wanted to say, Dad, can I have? Do I have to go to school in my shorts? I don't have jeans. Do I have to go without shoes? Is this the way you're going to treat me? Does that make you want to take them shopping? <laughs> that's what God does, that's what He did. They whined, and He gave them water. <laughs> That's a, I mean, it's as simple as that. But why? He's kind. He's kind. And then they get water, and the next thing you know, <laughs> sure we got water. Are we ever going to eat? <laughs> it's like that voice from the back seat. Are we there yet? Because I'm really hungry. <laughs> Are we ever going to eat? Are you going to feed me? Are you just going to let me starve to death? You brought us out here. Now we're just going to die. That was their answer to everything. It's not a wonder they all died in the wilderness. It was their own mouth. All God had to do was say, have your way. And they did. They had their way. They all died in the wilderness. Because every time something came out, we're just going to die. It's like when you were a kid, didn't you say, mom, I'm starving to death. We didn't say that in our house. You ain't starving to death, you're starving to life. I'm like mom, that doesn't make any sense. I don't care. You listen to it, and that's the way it is. <laughs> didn't speak death in our house. Glory to God. But He was kind. What did He do? Gave him bread. Rained down, but rained it out of heaven. He didn't just give him bread. Rained down bread out of heaven. That's like you don't see bread coming down out of the sky all the time. You that would make you thankful in itself, right? You're hungry and, oh, wow, breath. Were they thankful? Well, that's great, but what about meat? <laughs> Can we have some meat? <laughs> and what God do? He gave them meat. He's kind. He just, you whine and he get and he's not looking for whiners, but he's kind. He's a kind God and He puts up with us. I asked God one time, I said, how did you put up with those people? And He said, the same way I put up with you. <laughs> so I quit reading it the wrong way from there to that point on. Because He's kind. And then, I mean, look at the people that Moses raised up. Moses was kind. He went out there with them every day. He only got mad one time where he said something that I know of. I'm not saying he didn't get angry. It says Moses got angry, but he only got really mad one time. And he put up with those people for a long time. And he loved them and interceded for them. Why? Because he was kind. Because why? He knew God. It says in Psalm 103 that Moses knew God's ways, he knew the Lord. He knew the way of love. And he loved, when Miriam talked bad about him, he asked for her healing. Right? Yeah. He, when God was going to destroy them and, and make a whole new nation, He interceded on their behalf. Why? He was kind, just like God. And kindness worked every time. Amen? Joshua comes along. What's he like? He's kind. He, came, he, was, he was kind after he went with the spies. They come back and they tell him how good the land is and all these other guys... Uh, yeah, it's really great. We'll never have it because it's really great, but we're not going to get any of it anyway. There's giants and it's fortified. And and wow, you know, great, I'm glad you brought us here so we could see it and just want it because we're never going to get it. And you know what Joshua and Caleb did? They tore their clothes and they didn't get mad. They said, guys, if the Lord has favor on us, we'll have that land. That's our land. Please don't... They said don't rebel. Just don't rebel against Him because He's given it to us. That's kind. They should have said, get these ten sissies out of here. Give me somebody that believes God. Right? Because that's what I would have done. And then God would have said, you messed up, Dave. Don't talk bad about people. Why? Because God's kind. Right? Right? Thank you, Lord. <laughs> God's kind; He's a kind Father, and that's what that's what He would show us. And, and if we if we know Him, if we know His character, then we can be like who He is. Moses knew His character, right? And and it says He'll do great things for people who know His character, who know Him personally. Amen. Look at Psalm ninety-one. Psalm ninety-one. Verse 14. Look at it in the, uh, in the Amplified. It says, Because He has set His love upon me. He's talking about you and me. Because we've decided to serve God. <coughs> because we've decided to serve Him. He says, Therefore, I will deliver Him. Glory, why? Just because you decided you love Him? Why? Because He's kind. He was looking for an opportunity to be kind to you anyway. You just gave Him a better one. He was already kind to you when you were unthankful. Now you're going to serve Him. You talk about kind. Right? He was was being kind to you when you were whining. Now you've set your love on Him. You're not whining anymore. Now you know who He is. Amen? You've set your love on Him. He says, I'll deliver Him. I'll set Him on high. Why? Because He knows and understands my name he has personal knowledge of my mercy my love and kindness trust and relies on me knowing i will never forsake him no never glory to god, glory to god. what is he saying he's saying i can do great things for him because he trusts in my mercy my love and my kindness what, what, what is the biggest thing the devil has spent time on in this earth? Is trying to make God look unkind. To look make Him look uncaring, unkind, mean, and hard. And He is not a mean and hard God. He's a good and loving God. And He's got a good plan. Amen? He's a good and loving Father. And He does things right all the time. Will He let you run off on your own? Will He let you get yourself in trouble? Yeah. Yeah. He will. Does that make Him unkind? No, that makes Him more kind. Because you know what? After you get in trouble, He'll have you back. Amen? Amen. He'll have you back. You can mess up and come back to Him. Does that mean you want to mess up? No. It's a terrible... You don't want to mess up because you don't want to do what mess ups get you. Right? Anybody messed up in here? Did it cost you something? Did God take it or did it cost you? <laughs> you ever notice when people are messing up? Well, God's punishing me. No, you messed up. <laughs> you lost it. You lost it. God didn't take it. You lost it. Like, God took it. No, God didn't take it. He says, if you understand all this, He'll never forsake you. No, never. And then He goes on. He says, this person shall call upon Me and I'll answer him. I'll be with him in trouble, and I'll deliver him, and I'll honor him. Why? Because he knows I'm merciful, loving, and kind. And he doesn't forget it. Amen? And then he says, with long life, I'll satisfy this person. Why? Because he knows. Because he can. If you believe in this, you open up the door for His kindness to come in and His goodness. And now He can let you live as long as you want because nothing can harm you. Why? Because you believe in His mercy. You believe in His goodness. You believe in His love. Amen? How do you know you believe in it? Because now you're acting in it, right? The The next trick is to act in it. Right? How great is his kindness? It says in Isaiah it says, "For the mountains shall depart, the hills shall be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from me from you, neither shall the covenant of peace ever be removed from you." How about that? There's another verse. If I could find it, I got it somewhere in these notes. And it says that His, his love, his, his kindness is ever Here it is. It says, in a, in a little wrath I hid my face from you. It's Isaiah 54, 8. For thee in a moment. But with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on you, says the Lord your Redeemer. How's He going to have mercy on you? With everlasting kindness. You know, mercy was good enough, but now He's going to have kindness on you to get it to you. He's a good dad. You, wanna, you want an image of God? You want a true image of God? Let's look at the prodigal son. Got some people in here who heard this message. They'll hear it again. Prodigal son. Look at about Luke 15, starting verse 11. This is, this is the father, and he's a kind father. He said there was a certain man, and he had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. I got to tell you, you better know your dad's kind before you ever ask that question, huh? See, this this son knew his dad was kind. Had he not known, he would have never asked that question. He would have never had the boldness to walk into a mean, hard person and ask that question, right? Because, he go? what do you mean you want your? boy, you're still wet behind the ears. You'll go out and waste it on everything you shouldn't do and do things you ought not be doing and there ain't no way you're getting your portion. Obviously, he didn't think the father would say that. Huh? Not this father. It doesn't even say he questioned it. He said he divided it to them. So not only did he give him his, because he asked, he gave it to his other son too. And he divided them his living. Everything he'd ever done, he gave to him. He gave them himself. He raised this boy. This father raised this son. Amen? Sometimes you got to believe in what you put in them. Right? Amen? I was telling uh, this morning, you know, when Ramsey, she's here now actually, but when she was a little girl, you know, she said, Dad, I want to go across the street. So okay. And I grabbed her hand, and we walked across the street. And then she grew up a little bit, and she said, Dad, I'm going to go across the street and play. And I stood at the door, and I watched her get across the street and get another go play. And now I can't watch her cross the street. i got to trust what's in her. God gave me year after year after year to put the right things in her as a father. Now you think this father God doesn't know what to put in his children? Right? He knows, what, he's, he knows what's in every one of us. And he'll allow you to go out and use what's in you. And if you use it wrong, you used it wrong. That's right. But he will divide you. Your, he's already divided you, your portion of the inheritance. Right? Doesn't it say we've already inherited all things through Christ Jesus? He's already divided unto us our inheritance. And we have the opportunity to go out and use it for everything that He's put in us. He's given us every ability to use that inheritance. And this father trusted this, this kid. He, he had to, he just let him go. The next verse, what's the next verse say after he gave him his inheritance? Not many days after that, it doesn't say immediately. Son didn't grab it and go. He made a plan. Not many days afterwards, he gathered all... You know, it's like, (laughs) you know he had to have the good and bad. He had to have the evil son and the good son. And the evil son said, you need to get that stuff. You need to go out, party, party, party. And the good son over here on his other shoulder said, "No, no, you need to stay close to dad. You, you're not ready for this yet. Or you need to take that inheritance and and invest it in this and do that." And the other one said, "No, they just don't want you to have any fun. Don't do that. He, oh yeah, you'll have fun. You'll have rewards and have. No, no, go do the other. Go do." The... And the other one, the little, the little, the little one that they always show with the pitchfork and the, he won. And he went. And he gathered all his stuff together and it took a journey into a far country and there he wasted his substance on riotous living. Wasted it. Wasted everything his dad had ever worked for. Verse 14, And when he'd spent all, there arose a mighty famine. So now it went from bad to worse. Not only did he spend all his inheritance, now he cannot make any more money because there's no jobs. There's nothing out there. He should whine like the children of Israel did. Maybe they'll help. <laughs> there rose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. In other words, something he'd never had before. Why? He was away from dad. Got so many people that are away from dad and wondering why they're in want. Huh? It's one thing to be away from dad. It's one thing, a whole nother thing, to be being someone else. He's not being who he is. He didn't take his inheritance and be who God had made him to be. He took his inheritance and became someone completely different. And so much so that after this, after he began to be in what, he joined, go to the next verse, he joined himself to a citizen of another country. So much so now, not only now he doesn't even look like his father anymore. Why? He's joined to a whole other group. Hey guys, if somebody walks out of this group... And they start looking like the, the world, you don't stay away from them. I'm not saying go spend di- days and days with them. If you see them, you love on them. Okay? Has nothing to do with the message. Just came up in my heart. We don't throw people away. I don't care if they leave this church and go join themselves to something else, you go after them. You may, if you see them in the grocery store, you don't. Oh. Ooh, they're living in sin. I don't want them over here. It says in the Bible, don't even eat with them. Well, don't eat with them, but hug them. I didn't ask you to go eat with them. Hug them. Tell them you love them and you miss them. Be kind to them. Amen? Joined himself to a citizen of another country. Went into his fields. You can see how the citizens of the other country treated him. Sent him out in the field to feed the pigs. And to eat with them. He said it must not have been feeding him because he was so hungry that he wished he could eat with the pigs. So, another God is not a good father. Don't go looking after other gods because there is no other good God. amen. Amen? He looked for another one. Right? Became someone else. There is no other God. There is no other good God. And so he wished he could eat with the swine. Verse 17. Uh-oh. He woke up. He remembered who he was. It says when he came to himself. What's, what does the, the NIV say in that? NIV. When he came to his senses, when he remembered not only who he was, he remembered his father. He had to remember his father first to remember he was a son. He woke up, came to his senses, and he said, wait a second, wait a second, how many of my fathers, what's he remembering here? How many of my fathers hired men have food to spare? He wasn't just saying they get to eat every day. Go back to the, in, the King James. Have enough food, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> have bread enough, and to spare What's he remembering? Father's kind. He's not just remembering that he's good and he feeds his servants. He feeds them so much they have extra. He remembers he's a good father. And he said, and I perish in hungry." What's he saying? I? He said, and I? A son? Everybody says, well, he didn't consider himself. He obviously did. He said, I. And he wasn't putting himself with the servants at that point. He said, I should perish with hunger. Next verse. I will arise and go where? My father. He wasn't calling him master. Why? Because he's kind. He can go back. Don't ever, ever leave a situation with any person, especially your children, in such a way they can't come back. Never say, you can walk out that door, but don't you ever come back. Never say that. You don't want it. You do not want it. It's unkind, first of all but it leaves no room for love. Right? Right? You can't fix wrong with wrong. Wrong will never fix wrong. I'm not saying you enable them and say, you know what, I realize you're going out to mess up, let me give you a little money to help you. No, we're not going to finance them to be out of the will of God. (laughs) Right? But we are going to make it in such a place where they can remember you and come home. You don't want them to remember. You don't want them to say, "Man, I ought to go home." Ooh, but Dad, ooh, I'm not going home. I'd rather eat with the pigs and go back to Dad. How'd you like to hear your kids say that? Nobody wants to hear their kids say that, and God should never hear His say that because He's never been mean. Amen. Amen. He said, "He said, I'll get up and go to my father, and I'll say unto him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before Thee." Verse 19 and I'm no more worthy to be called a son. Make me one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. He had a whole plan. He had, he had a whole act, a play. I'm going to go and I'm going to do this. And he was, he was truly repentant. He wasn't, he wasn't just an act. He felt bad. He knew he'd done wrong. He knew he'd done wrong. People who know they've done wrong go home. People who won't admit it don't go home. If they do, they just want to go home long enough to take something from you and leave again. Right? People that are truly repentant come home to Father. <laughs> he arose and came to His Father, but when He was yet a great way off, Not, He wasn't just a little ways off. Why? Because the Father knows you no matter how far away you are. He looked at Him and He saw His image. And you know what? He was skinny. Why? He hadn't been eaten right. He didn't look the same. He, he didn't have the robe. He didn't have the ring. He, he didn't even have shoes on, apparently. And the father's, that's my son. That's what the father's looking for for us. You can't go too far away. He's looking for you. And he's expecting you home. He had to be looking. It's not like he was just sitting out there one day, oh, that's my son. No, he was looking for him. Why? Because he's a good father. He's looking for his kid every day. I'll guarantee you, if your kid was gone, you'd be looking for him every day. Looking for him. And if they came home, you'd do just what this father did. You would run to them. See, that's he ran to the kid. He went to him. The son didn't come running to him. He went running to the son. <laughs> you didn't find God. God found you. God found every one of us. His mercy was looking for us. His kindness was there for us. He was He was waiting on us. And when we He when we got close enough, He could get to us. He came. He came running, and He had compassion. What? No. He said He saw him from a distance, and He said, "Oh, what? That kid thinks I'm letting him back in my house." That ain't happening. Goes out spending all my inheritance. I worked good and hard for all that money. I worked all my life so he could have something. And he goes out and spends it. He gets nothing. Servants, lock those doors. Lock up the barn. I don't want him near anybody in my house. You know what? If he'd have done that, there'd have been people say, and more power to you, brother. (laughs) And they'd have been just as wrong as him if he'd have done it. What did the father say? He ran and he loved him. That's my son. That's my son. And he fell on his neck and he kissed him. He kissed him in verse 21. And the son said, Dad, I've sinned you know, against heaven and against in your sight. And I'm no more worthy to be called a son. And his dad said, You're right, you're not. You know? I, I, I trained you and I taught you and I put everything in you to succeed. And you go out and do this. Is this how you show me? Show me how your kindness is this? What is this? What you do for your dad? Your poor old dad did everything for you. Make me worry about you for years or however long he was gone. And and you go out spending. Inherit- you're right. You're not worthy to be called my son. You're lucky I don't even call you horse. Get in the barn, boy. That's not at all what he said. You know what he did? He ignored him. Why? He'd already forgiven him. Why? Kindness is already forgiven. It doesn't wait to to forgive. He's already forgiven him. Forgiveness was not even a point. He didn't say, well, you you know what? This is okay for now, but later on, I need you to write down, and we're going to have to go over everything you did, And I'm going to need to see it. And I'm going to have to find the just punishment for each and every. The boy's been punished enough. He's been eaten with pigs. He punished himself. He didn't want to know what he didn't ask. Where have you been, boy? What have you been doing? You know what he'd been doing. That's why he hadn't heard from him. When you hear from your kids, things are good. (laughs) When you don't, call them. (laughs) He said, I'm no more worthy to be called your son. And the dad says in verse 22, (laughs) father didn't even talk to his son. Servants, this is my son. Go get the things that make him look like my son and get them on him right now. I want a robe, I want a ring, and I want shoes on his feet. Why? Because he's my son. He didn't say anything about any of the other stuff. Why? Because he's kind. He's not just acting kind. He's not saying, man, that took everything I had to be kind to him. I'm going to have to go away for two weeks on a vacation now because I just used up every ounce of kindness that I have just to let that boy back in my sight. No, why? Because love's not that way. Not only could He come into His presence, He could come into His presence as a son. No matter what He looked like, He may not have looked like a son when He came there, but He looked like a son when He, when he left His dad's arms, didn't He? Why? Because Father fixes things. Because He's kind. It's what He does. We serve a kind God. And He's not hard. And He's not mean. He's kind and He's gentle. And he says, you be like this. You be merciful like I'm merciful. You do good. You be like me. Because you're my son. You're my daughter. You can. Amen? He says you can be that way. What did he say? We'll go back to Luke 6. I mean, We already read in 35 it said, be good, lend to those, be kind to the unthankful to the good or to the evil. Be kind. And then he says, and be merciful in the very next verse. Verse 36. Be merciful. What? Like your Father is merciful. Did you know he's still talking to unsaved people? Well, we got a faith-filled God, don't we? Why? He's saying your Father to people who aren't saved yet. <laughs> Amen. These guys weren't saved yet. They couldn't be saved. There was no Jesus yet. But in their heart, they must have been. Amen? He said, be merciful like I'm merciful. In other words, you know what another word for merciful is? Kind. Kind and good and gentle. Those are merciful words. Amen? And he said, "And judge not. You won't be judged. Condemn not. You won't be condemned. Why? Nobody's judging God. Nobody's condemning God. Why? We're like Him. We put ourselves in a God-like position. When we act like God. Right? When we begin to act like the children of God, we act like God. Why? Because now you are love. Now you are able. And then in Colossians 3, He, he exhorts us even more to be like Him. Colossians 3.12 says, Put on therefore as the elect of God, Holy and beloved, bowels of mercies. What's what's God the God of? Matt said it from the piano this morning. God of mercies. What's he saying? Be like me. He says he doesn't act. He never asks us to do anything that he isn't already. Right? When he said when 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 it said in First John, it says. It says, uh, we loved Him because He first loved us. What's He saying? He's saying, you didn't have love, so I gave you some so you could love me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. everything we have, He gave us. But He gave us all these good gifts. And we can be kind, and we can be gentle just like Him. And it says, have bowels of mercy. Kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness. And Do these sound like power words to you men, manly men out there? Huh? You, go, you go to the gym and say, I'm going to lift this because I'm humble. <laughs> you know what? People are looking for all these hard... And, and God is this. This is God. This is who He is. He's kind. And He's meek. And He is long, long-suffering. Amen? And He says, put all these things on. Forbearing one another. Forgiving one another. And if a man have a quarrel against any... Even as Christ forgave you, you do it too. What's he saying? He said, You forgive the same way you were forgiven. Be like me. Right? What's he saying? You have the power of full forgiveness. You have the power to operate as sons and daughters of the Most High God. He said, And he said, Above all these things, what? Put on love. Put on love, which is the bond of perfectness, wholeness, unity. In other words, love consists of kindness, patience, trust, right, unselfishness. Kindness consists, all these things, are. they come from love and they are love. They are, they, if, if you were making the ingredients of a cake, that's what you'd put in with the, your love cake. You've got to have patience and you've got to have kind. Love is patient and kind. you ever seen an unkind, impatient person? No. We talked about that earlier, right? Right? You get in traffic? What are you doing out? I have places to go. You're talking to people from your car. Not only can they not hear you, you look weird. Can you get out of my way? Do you not realize I'm running behind? Do you drive like that every day or is this just a simple day for you? Am I way too good at this? There's no such thing as patience without kindness. Right? Can't say all that and then say, oh, love you. By the way, wave at him as you go by and smile after you just said all that about them. Or then you go to the restaurant and you're mad because it's busy and you can't get a seat. It's busy because you're there. <laughs> well, they ought to have more seats in this place. Well, if there were more seats, more people would come and you'd still be mad and unkind because you had to wait. And that's why in the King James, if you look, look at First Corinthians Whatever, for? What is it, for? Look at 1 Corinthians 13.4. A lot of, lot of them separate patience and kindness. King James doesn't. It says, charity suffers long and is kind. It doesn't say, like the, the NIV says, love is patient and kind. This, this is, that puts them together. You can't, you can't have A without B. It, it won't work. You can't say unkind things and be a kind person. Amen? God's, and people are saying, gentle, gentle and kind and humble. Those don't sound very manly. They're the most manly thing because they're the very makeup of God. They are the very makeup of God. Why, why was, why, what, did he, what was the one thing he said about Moses? He was the meekest man. How many people really want people saying you're meek? Because that's, that doesn't mean powerful in the world. But you want, to be, you want to be identified as meek. Right. Amen? Amen? He says, put on love, which is the bond of perf- perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your heart. Glory to God. These are all things that He's asking us to be. Did you, see, did you see in there where He said, oh, and every now and then, you're going to have to be mean and hard. I want you to turn your back on people so they can understand that you're mad. You know what you really want people to understand when you turn their back on them? Is that you're right and they're wrong. <laughs> and guess what? By turning your back, now you're wrong. So you might as well turn around and you both can repent together. <laughs> if you got to be right, you will always be wrong. Because you can't be kind and always have to be right. God doesn't always have to be right. He just is. And he doesn't, I, I don't, I, I've done lots of things wrong and I've yet to hear God say, told you so. <laughs> told you so. I told you if you do that and mess up, you ought to be hurt. You ought to be, you ought to be glad you're not dead, boy. Uh, I, I've never had him say that to me. and I'm not saying he ain't said it to you, but he ain't never said it to me. He's nothing been nothing but kind and gentle to me. And then he's asked us to be kind and gentle. Why? Because it's how we show the goodness of God in the earth. It's how we show who we are. It's what shows people that we love. Amen? Amen. Kindness and gentleness. It's, it's a state of being. You're just a kind and gentle person. Amen? What? What's it say? It says a soft answer turns away wrath. What's he saying? I want you to answer softly. Right? Don't get me wrong, there is a time where we say, guys, I'm not going that way. We're not doing this. It's not time to argue with your kid. I guarantee you, Ramsey, professional arguer, she would argue with me for days when she really got something in her head she wanted to do. I just had to quit talking to her because she'd keep arguing. And I couldn't change because it was God. Amen? God's not going to sit and argue with you. He'll be kind enough to quit listening to you. <laughs> A soft answer turns around and wrath. Here, here's the kind of wisdom that God has. James 3 and 17. And let's look at it in the Young's Literal Translation. This is God's wisdom. Everybody says, "Oh, I want wisdom. And everybody thinks wisdom, manly wisdom, you know, say something. And he says, wisdom that's from above, indeed, is first pure. What's it mean? It's first pure. It doesn't have an ulterior motive. It's pure. What's it saying? It's first love. Its motive is love. It is pure. It's not, it do, it's not trying to manipulate you to get you to do something else. Right? When you, when you react one way to try to get someone else to react another, that's manipulation. It's not pure. Its motives are impure, and it's wrong. It's first pure still it's still pure then it's peaceable what's it what's it it's not going to cause strife. whatever you're getting ready to say, whatever you're getting ready to do will not cause strife why it's peaceable. Now am I saying the other person's going to like what you say no but you did not pull it out of your heart to intend for it to cause strife. you meant for it to bring peace amen And then what it's gentle? I've got to be pure, peaceful, and i got to be gentle? The wisdom that's from above is. It's gentle. It's not hard for somebody to swallow. It's not hard to get them to receive. It's gentle. Right? Do you, do you guys like people to yell at you to get, to, do, to get you to do something? Huh? No. And then when you do do it, you do it because they yelled at you, not because you care anything about getting done what they wanted done. You now do it because they yelled at you. (laughs) God doesn't want people doing things for the wrong reason. Obedience is great. Willingness is better. I don't want anybody doing anything for me unless they want to do it. I don't. There's no love in it. I don't want it. I don't want somebody to give me something because they want me to react a certain way or want me to do something. And I said this morning in first service, I don't want my wife doing something for me. Just, well, she's my wife. She ought to do it for me. No. I want her to do it because she loves me. That's the only reason I want to do it. And she does. I'll say it like I said. The last petal says she does. She loves me. She loves me not. She loves me. I just go with she loves me, she loves me, she loves me, she loves me. When the flower is bald, she still loves me. I have no chance of loss that way. Peaceable, gentle, easily entreated. This is how that father was. The father of the prodigal son, he was easily entreated. In other words, easy to come back to, easy to talk to, easy to bring up something with. Uh, My mom... I could talk to her about anything. In fact, there's things I didn't want to talk to my mom about, she talked to me about. I'm like, Mom, ooh, Mom, ooh. Please, no. Let's not me and you talk about this. And she'd still talk about it anyway, wouldn't she? Yeah, she did. Yeah, there was. She was easily, too easily entreated. <laughs> but she was also full of kindness because she wanted me to do good. She wanted to make sure everything was in me succeed and good parents do and a good father has put everything in us to succeed it's full of kindness good fruits uncontentious and unhypocritical that's the wisdom that's from god that's the way he says to react to everything in the world why because that's how we're going to show people who we are that's how that's how we show the goodness of god on the earth our kindness. We're who good people see. When they, when they picture God, they look at us. Why? Because you're His kids. Right? And they look at us and they say, well, oh, gosh, I hope God's really not that way. <laughs> I want them to look at us and say, man, God must be so good. Look at them. They are an extension of their Father. And if He's like anything like them, I want to be in that house. Amen? Man, my notes are really messed up now. <laughs> huh. Let's look at 2 Timothy and then we'll, we'll close with 2 Timothy. You know, if you want to look at the, the other side of the father, look at the second son. After the first son came home, second son comes in. He, he doesn't even go to his dad. Why? He's been hanging out with the servants anyway. and hanging out with the servants too much, obviously, because he thinks he is one of them. He goes to the servants, he says, hey, what's all this music? Because the father threw a party. That was the last act of kindness. Not only do I want you back, I'm getting ready to throw you a great big party. How kind is that? I'm throwing you a party because you just spent all my inheritance. (laughs) You're a good kid. You just went out and blew everything I ever worked for. You did everything contrary to who I am. And acted like who I'm not. Big party for you. Big party. Let's spend extra money on this. No, he loved him. He that stuff did not matter. My son is home. Throw a party. Who he was, he is no more, and who he was before that, he now is again. And he's back. And the other son comes in, and he says, What? A party? And it gets his dad out there. And his dad entreats him. It says That's what it says. It says his dad entreats him. <laughs> Obviously, he wasn't easily entreated. He says, Dad, I've worked for you. I, <laughs> Here's really what he said. He said, I've never sinned. That is religion in its purest form right there. Religious tradition. Dad, I've never sinned. I've done everything you've ever asked me to do what's he saying he's saying I'm good why because he's worked for it the other son didn't do any works for his for what he got he's still working for what the dad gave him in chapter 11 the dad gave it to him in chapter 11 and he's still working for it that's religion he ain't going to get it by works and the dad and so the dad is still kind and he reminds him he says son don't be mad Everything I have is yours and you're always with me. What's he doing? He's being kind. Those are the boys you want to slap. But what's his father do? He says, Oh. He says, Don't be mad. He said, Your your, your brother, my son, was lost, and now he's found. He was dead and he's alive again. What? He rejoiced over the life that was saved. And he was still kind to the unthankful son. Glory to God. Why does he want us to be kind like him? You can't teach, you can't instruct, you can't help unless you're kind and gentle. First Timothy two, twenty four. Says the servant of the Lord must not strive. And it says, must not strive. What's that mean? No strife. No fighting. No arguing. No trying to bring your point across to the point, I'm right, you're wrong. If you won't listen, that's just tough. You'll die in your sin. Ain't nobody getting saved like that. The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle to all. What? I could probably be gentle to Victor, you know, because he's always so nice to me. He does everything just the way I like Victor to do it. And he's always been good to me. But, man, I I can't be kind to people that aren't kind to me. I can't be gentle to people that aren't. If you can't, you can't teach. You're no help. You're no help. And he's not talking about standing in a pulpit teaching. He's talking about being a witness to somebody else. He's saying, the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle to all. Why? Because that's how people are going to know you. They know you. What's he saying in the one verse? He said, Let your moderation be known to all men, for the, for the Lord is at hand. The day of the Lord is at hand. Why? What's that really saying? It's saying? In other translations, it says, Let your gentleness and kindness be known to all men. In other words, let you, you be identified by your gentleness and kindness, be identified with me that's what he was saying and he's saying he's saying but gentle to all apt to teach in other words able to teach in other words ready to teach why you got to be gentle or you're not even ready to teach and then he says patient verse 24 <laughs> how many know if you're not patient this person that he's talking about is going to drive you nuts if you're not patient why they're already out there and out of God's will they're opposing themselves that they're they' they're not hearing. They can't hear you because they're in a place they can't. What God's saying is if you'll be gentle, and you'll be kind, and you'll be patient, they'll hear you. Amen? He says, in meekness. What's that other word for meekness? Kindness. Gentleness. Meekness. Instructing those who oppose themselves. Why? So that God Peradventure will give them repentance. You're not doing it so God, so trying to make God act. You're doing it so they can put their place, self in a place where God can act. You're, you're, he's saying, bring them back to a place God can help them. If you'll be gentle and you'll be kind and you'll be loving and you'll show that part of God, the goodness of God, you will instruct them in such a way that they can be brought back from where they are. And once they're brought back, they'll acknowledge the truth. What truth? Of who they are. What happened happened to the prodigal son? He came to his senses and came back to who he was. And that's what God's saying. If we'll be like that father, we enable God's ability in other people's lives. I want to be an enabler in that way. You know, everybody says, Oh, don't be an enabler. I'm going to be this kind of an enabler. I'm going to enable God to work in other people's lives. And it says, He'll grant them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, verse 26, and that they may recover themselves out of a snare that whosoever formed well, the devil. It's not everything they did wrong. They just walked the wrong way, and that's where the snare was. It's still the devil doing the bad. Every bad thing that happened on this trip was not because of God. It was because they were where the snares of the devil were. And they were taken captive to do His will. But our gentleness and kindness gives God ability for them to be recovered. Amen? And when they're recovered, they're back in the house. And look at the NIV version of this verse. (laughs) Yeah. And that they will come to their senses. What does us being gentle and kind to somebody who's walked away do? It reminds them of their father and it reminds them of who they are. It gives them the ability of just what the verse before it said. It gives them the ability to come home. Amen? Amen? Is that what we want to be? Gentle and kind, showing, manifesting the glory of God in this earth through our gentleness and our kindness, which are complete and utter products of the love of God. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You song, song? Sing it.
1: Mm-hmm.